0: Hi, this is Jeff Richards from Japan This Week. We'll dive into the news in just a moment, but first, I know that if you are listening to this podcast, you're interested in Japan, and perhaps you might be interested in living and working here. Well, here's a little information you might find useful. Our sister site, GaijinPot, Pot, has job listings open to people from all over the world, so if you're interested in working in Japan, you can check it out at jobs.gaijinpot.com. But for now, let's dive into this week's headlines. Two 12-year-old girls jumped to their deaths from a building in Aichi Prefecture, leaving behind notes that they were bullied. Automaker Nissan is asking its shareholders to vote to oust former chairman Carlos Ghosn as its director. A Canadian man has been indicted for trying to smuggle a record amount of illegal stimulants into Japan. And name shame. A teenager in Yamanashi Prefecture has been granted approval from the courts to change his unusual given name to a more traditional one. What was the embarrassing moniker? We'll tell you in a few minutes. And Tokyo Olympic organizers say the torch relay will start at a soccer facility in Fukushima Prefecture next year. Sounds great, but there is a little pushback. All this plus Japan Today readers' comments and commentary, so stick around. Hi, and welcome to Japan This Week. A quick recap of stories we've been following on the Japan Today website. It's Friday, March 15th, 2019. I'm Jeff Richards. Thanks for joining us, and let's get right to some of the top headlines of this past week. A sad story in national news this week, and it's about bullying and its aftermath. Now, bullying has long been a major problem in Japanese schools. This week, two 12 year old students who attended the same elementary school jumped to their deaths from an apartment building in Toyota in Aichi Prefecture, leaving notes that they were being bullied. A woman called police at around 7 p.m. on March 12th, saying she had found two girls lying on the ground in front of the building. The girls, who didn't live at the property, were confirmed dead at a local hospital. Several suicide notes addressed to the principal of their school and a few friends were found at the spot where they jumped and included accounts of being verbally abused and the initials of two friends. One of the girls asked in her letter what the principal thinks of bullying and indicated that the friends referred to by the initials had started calling her an idiot and a fool after they had a fight. The suicides came just a week before their graduation ceremony. Now, in Japan, they have graduation ceremonies from elementary school and junior and senior high schools. The two girls, who belonged to different classes, had gone to school on the day of their deaths. According to the city education board, the school had conducted surveys among students at their school about bullying eight times during the academic year, which started last April. In those surveys, the two girls did not say that they were being bullied. Well, what do Japan Today readers think about this story? Tiger's Tokyo Dome comments, This country has a serious problem with school bullying suicides. When you are bullied, you are too embarrassed to tell your parents or the school. I didn't tell my dad because I knew he would go in swinging and make more of a mess of the whole thing. Yes, when you throw some type A personality parents into the mix, some things don't go according to plan. Papi Giulio faults the school's approach of asking students if they are being bullied in surveys. Simply asking if someone is being bullied won't cut it. Students need access to a safe third party at school that has the power to step in or help support them if they are being bullied. Me and some other kids were bullied at school. When the teachers asked if someone was being bullied in class, nobody raised a hand. Kids need to have a safer, more private way to communicate that they're being bullied. Well, Papi Giulio, I totally agree with that comment. You can't just walk into a classroom and ask kids to raise their hand if they're being bullied. That'll just induce some more bullying. Speed suggests a more aggressive approach. Kids also need to toughen up a bit. They need to learn to fight back. Taking your own life for being called an idiot or fool is absurd no matter how you look at it. My generation as kids were often taught by parents to not get pushed around and fight back. A kid needs to out a bully to his parents, teachers, other students, or confront him or her, or even physically fight back. Yes, that means get into a fight. Suicide is not the answer. Well, I kind of agree there. I think students should stand up for themselves. Remember, these are elementary school students. But maybe we should start teaching children about this at the beginning of elementary school. Maybe this is we need to play a longer game with this. Right now, it's sad that two young lives are now gone because they didn't know who to turn to. What do you think? You can visit the story on japantoday.com or reach out to us at podcast at japantoday.com. <laughs> In business news, the Carlos Ghosn saga continued this week. Automaker Nissan had sent out notices to shareholders asking them to dismiss the former chairman as a director at its April 8th shareholders meeting. Ghosn, who was arrested on financial misconduct charges last November, was freed on 1 billion yen bail, that's about 9 million U.S. dollars, earlier this month. However, he still remains on the board of directors, which had an extraordinary meeting on March 12th. As a director, Gon has the right to attend, but the Tokyo District Court denied him that permission, since one of the conditions of his bail is that he cannot have any contact with senior Nissan executives. Nissan President Hiroto Saikawa sent out the notices about the April 8th meeting that also includes the election of Renault chairman Jean-Dominique Senard as a Nissan director on the condition that Gon is ousted. Shareholders' approval is needed for that. Gon hasn't said whether or not he will try to attend the meeting. Also on the agenda will be the dismissal of Greg Kelly, a director who was arrested with Gon and accused of working with him in the alleged misconduct. Let's hear from Japan Today readers. Agent X says, The cart is way before the horse here. Gone has still not been found guilty, and I think it is very undemocratic to influence voters on how to vote. Yeah, that's kind of trying to sway the board, isn't it? Kind of like Robert De Niro in The Untouchables trying to make his point at the board meeting for the mob with a baseball bat. On the other hand, Tokyo Inger points out, I would imagine Gon will be removed, and it is probably the right call. Regardless of his guilt or innocence, there's too much distraction for him to do his job properly, and also he cannot do his job properly due to all the restrictions put on him. But the way the case was handled and the method of and length of his detention is abhorrent. Well, I can't argue with that one there. He probably will be removed. But, you know, he probably needs to focus on his upcoming trial and have a little me-time. I mean, if he is found guilty, he won't have much of that in the future. What do you think? Let us know at podcast at japantoday.com. In crime this week, Chiba Prefectural Police indicted a 21-year-old Canadian man for attempting to smuggle 30 kilograms of stimulant drugs into Japan through Narita Airport. Now, we're not told exactly what those drugs are. The Japanese authorities tend to label anything, whether it's meth or cocaine or other powdered and pill substances as stimulants, but it's safe to say it was a large amount. The haul, with a street value of about 1.8 billion yen, this one is about 16 million U.S. dollars, is the largest amount of drugs they found in a passenger's luggage, customs officials say. According to police, the suspect, one Jonathan Isabel, was caught smuggling the drugs, which were wrapped in clothing inside two of his suitcases, by a Japanese customs official on February 17th. Finding it strange that Isabel was carrying more than two suitcases, the customs official asked to check the suspect's belongings and a sniffer dog detected the stimulants. Isabel was quoted by police as saying he was promised a big reward to carry the suitcases but claims he didn't know they contained drugs. He gets no sympathy from Japan Today readers. Jenny Scheibel asks, Did he bother to think, why doesn't the person promising me the big reward just carry the suitcases into Japan himself or herself? I guess not. Also, when he was asked to carry these suitcases into another country, did he bother to ask, what's in them? Anytime somebody asks you to take something into another country, especially when that person can do it themselves, that's asking for trouble. Uh, yeah? think? And from old man 13 I'm sorry, but the stories of people being caught with huge amounts of drugs inside large suitcases and then claiming after the fact that they didn't know it contained drugs has been in the news for decades. Absolutely zero chance this guy did not know what was in those suitcases. No sympathy from me. Throw the book at him both very good comments and both comments i agree with why would you carry something into another country that somebody else has asked you to carry in you know it's drugs and also why would you want to carry any extra luggage i have a hard enough time as it is carrying my own stuff in but yeah i'm pretty sure if somebody's asking you to do something for them that involves carrying something through customs and immigration i'm pretty sure it's not good Well, a popular story in national news this week on Japan Today involves a kid changing his name. Here in Japan, there have been a few cases in the past several years when parents tried to give their children unusual names and the courts ordered them to change them. There was one case when a father named his son Bakudan, which means bomb, (laughs) and another where the child was named Akuma, or devil. I don't know if it was just the stress of having a newborn child or if the child was actually a devil, but they were forced to change that one. And one child was even named Pikachu after the famous anime character. Well, this week, an 18-year-old boy got court approval to change his name from Ojisama, which means prince, to Hajime. Hajime Akaike, 18, from the city of Kofu in Yamanashi Prefecture, said his effort would encourage other such people who find their given names peculiar. He urged prospective parents to think twice before giving their children names that are what the Japanese call kirakira, a term for kanji names with rather unusual readings. His mother said she had chosen the name prince to express her belief that her child was, and I quote, one and only, like a prince. However, the boy felt that although the name may sound cute during childhood, having it as an adult would be questionable. Akaike began to think about changing his name after becoming a ninth grader. He was shocked when female students burst out laughing when he introduced himself during high school. After he tweeted his name change, his post was retweeted more than 100,000 times and led to numerous requests for advice by others who felt similarly about their unusual names. Japan Today readers sympathize with the boy. Cleo writes... The mum really didn't think things through. If the kid's given name was Oji-sama, then people being just normally polite would have to call him Oji-sama-san, which is just plain silly. And in a formal setting, he would be Oji-sama-sama, which is ludicrous. What Cleo is talking about there are the honorifics of San and Sama, which are used after a person's name in Japanese, kind of like we use Mr. or Mrs. before a name. Sama is the more polite version of that and is usually reserved for VIPs and special people. Holwick adds, Yes, parents should think twice about the names they choose for their children as it will impact them for the rest of their lives. Then there are some names that don't mesh with the surnames well. For example, I heard a story about a man whose surname was Lear and named his daughter Crystal Shanda. I see, Holwick, the crystal chandelier name. You heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another friend. I think we'll check that one out on Snopes.com. And finally, Rich says, We set up some rules for when we have kids. One, a name that can be used both in Japan or overseas. Nothing too complicated or overly Japanese like Tsutomu, Haruto, etc. A readable name that won't require our kid to explain his own name throughout his whole life. And three... A name without crazy big kanji that won't make our kids sigh every time he has to write his name on a piece of paper. Sensible rules. Sensible rules. What strange names have you heard, either here in Japan or elsewhere, and did they manage to get them changed or not? Send your stories to us at podcast at japanthoday.com. In sports news... Tokyo will host the Summer Olympics in 2020, and the city this week marked 500 days to go until the opening ceremony on July 24th. At the event, Olympic organizers said the Tokyo Olympic torch relay will start at a soccer facility in Fukushima Prefecture that is considered a symbol of the country's reconstruction from the 2011 earthquake, tsunami, and nuclear disaster. The J-Village, as it's called, was used as an operational base for dealing with the 2011 nuclear crisis and became well-known after accommodating thousands of workers engaged in the cleanup at the crippled Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant located just some 20 kilometers away. Tokyo Olympic Organizing Committee President Yoshido Mori said that using Fukushima as the starting point for the relay is aimed at highlighting the country's efforts to recover from the disaster. After beginning in Fukushima on March 26, 2020, the torch will travel through all 47 prefectures in Japan over a period of 121 days. Well, these Olympics have been dubbed, by the powers that be, the Reconstruction Olympics, a term that has been met with a lot of cynicism, especially considering the fact that more than 140,000 people had to evacuate their homes due to the nuclear crisis, and many still cannot return to them because of radiation in the area. Here's what Japan Today readers had to say. GW calls it, disgusting and a vulgar use of 311 for the 2020 Olympics. Mori and his gang have no morals whatsoever. How about starting the torch relay from the new home of the last 311 refugee to highlight everyone actually being taken care of? Instead, we get this insincere BS once again and the 2020 Olympics being promoted on the backs of disaster victims. Insightful comment, GW. I kind of agree with it and I like your idea about starting the torch relay from the last home of the last refugee to get a new home to highlight the fact that everyone has been helped. Smith in Japan comments, I guess it's a lot less important to showcase the fact that 50,000 people are still in shelters and that the Olympics could have paid for reconstruction a few dozen times over. Another good comment. I'm fairly certain that even a portion of the amount of money that's been spent on the Tokyo Olympics could have been used to reconstruct the Fukushima and the Tohoku area after the disaster. We're still struggling with that. And I'm also a little surprised that they didn't manage to package maybe some events happening up in the Fukushima area that would bring much-needed tourist money up there and also some added infrastructure it could have been the Tokyo and Tohoku Olympic Games, and that would have helped the communities affected and the nation as a whole much better. But that's my two cents. What do you think? Send us a message at podcast at japantoday.com. And that was a quick recap of the news from Japan this week for this Friday, March 15th. 2019. Thanks to the Japan Today editors for curating this week's stories and thanks to you, all of our listeners, for continuing to tune in. You can find links to all of the news mentioned in this podcast in the show notes. Since the news from Japan never stops, you can and you should visit the Japan Today website at any time at japantoday.com. You can follow us on Twitter at at @JapanToday for all of the breaking stories, or check out our behind-the-scenes stuff on Instagram. Our handle is News. Help us out by sharing the JTW podcast with others who are interested in Japan's current events. You can get Japan This Week on whatever podcast platform you use. You can even leave us a rating at Apple or Google Podcasts. From the Japan Today newsroom at G Plus Media in Tokyo, I'm Jeff Richards, and join us again next week with a quick recap of Japan's biggest and smallest stories. Sayonara, folks.